everybody. Welcome to the Fight Fit Podcast. We've got PJ on today. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm a professional boxer now. Yeah. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> on the Fight Fit Podcast. So we've had world champions. Have you? Yep. We've had former world champions. Yeah. Uh, and now we've got you. Yeah. Soon to be Look, a big good, name, a household boxing see you name. Having people from different ends of the spectrum, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to represent the, what do you call below the amateur? Novice? Yeah, yeah, yeah nom- the novice, novice amongst us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, here we are. How are you feeling? You're fighting Taylor Harris uh-huh. uh, next weekend. Yeah. Oh, well, when this podcast gets released, it'll be, I think, five days or so until you fight Taylor Harris. Yeah, so currently it's eight days. Mm. Um, yeah, I think reality is really kicking in. Um, there's no going back now. Um, it's been such an amazing experience, but I'm shitting myself. Like I'm shitting my pants. Do you and I just... try and not overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> but when I actually start thinking about it, I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? Well, but um, it's a bit like that. I think I think for anyone who signs up for a boxing fight, do you want just giving just telling, such an emotional roller coaster? Um, for anyone who perhaps doesn't know what's going on, yep. do you mind just telling the like the premise of the fight and, and all of that? Sort of sure. Stuff? Um, so I work on a radio station, um, and I do a show called Jason PJ. And we get quite a few guests in, um, including AFLW star Taylor Harris. She's popped by a few times. Um, she obviously made headlines earlier this year. She had a bunch of trolls hitting her up online and after that amazing photo of her. So she decided to hit back at them and then she made really cool headlines for that. But when she dropped by the studio, she said how she boxed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I boxed too. Like when I say, <laughs> when I, say I boxed, I'd done a few like drills on the pads with a PT, very, very limited. And I was like, we should have a fight. And she's like, totally. And um, those You words, said that we should have a fight. What like, did you say? I, I just thought it would be cool. I was like, yeah, shit, yeah, we're boxers. Yeah. We're boxers. Didn't realise how professional she was at the time. I think she's had about eight fights undefeated maybe. And she's a phenomenal – I'm not saying you're oh, not, she's but a she's a phenomenal athlete. athlete. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's Amazing like, athlete. Huge, strong – um, very, very talented. So anyway, those words have come back to haunt me. And we thought, why don't we actually put a good cause behind it? And particularly aligned with her kind of messaging from earlier this year, which was like, say no to online bullying. Well, we were like, why don't we do a campaign around that and do a fight raising awareness um, around the issue? So yeah, like it's obviously not a professional fight, but it's an opportunity to put your best foot forward. So I've been training. I've never trained so hard in my life. Mm. Um, I also ate some really shit food today. <laughs> just, just so we're going to be completely transparent. I feel sick. I was like, oh, I can eat what I want because I'm training so much. So I had like a Kransky yeah, um, that's croissant. The I've made that error many times. Yeah. So anyway, I'll be back on the bandwagon. Yeah, well, you're training, so that will suffice. So, yeah, that's where we're at. So I've had about six or seven weeks training nonstop with the guys here at Fight Fit. Mm. Um, and they've just been so good to me. You've like, been training with Brendo. Brendan, You've been Brendo. inspiring with the girls. Breno, yep. Breno, I should call him. Inspiring with the girls. <laughs> yep. So um, Karen came into the oh, Karen Kiss FM studio. <laughs> Karen's hilarious. She's yeah. um, in her 50s, but she's she punches a solid punch. Um, and then I've had Cam as well, who's been really good. And then I had a bit of Eric. Eric did the mm. fight stance. Yep. All about the footwork. So you've so, had all of all to be able to sample all of the good knowledge of the coaches. Yeah, it's actually been. I, I never realized. I guess I underestimated how much there is to boxing. Mm. How much you have to learn. Like literally, I'd only ever done one, two, one, two, one, two, three, four. Mm. 
on the pad. So that's the thing that people don't realize, though. It's yeah. like there's such a science behind it, and you're actually you're using so many different like elements to, of your body and your mind. Your... I've been sore every day mm. throughout this whole like experience. Yeah, like every day I'm like, oh yeah, now surely I've used up all the muscles, and the next day it's like. Why is I didn't know that, that existed. Part of my body hurting? <laughs> yeah, um, but I think that the thing is with boxing that people don't realize mm. is that you're actually you're you're sort of trying to get in sync with all a lot of different elements. So you're yeah. trying to get your mind, yes. your arms, and your core, and your legs, and your feet all in tandem at once. And, and when you, they start to click, it's like oh my god, because it's like you're trying to make it work. And you try really hard and you know what you should be doing, but you just can't execute it. And then all of a sudden it starts happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if that's happening for me yet, but I've had a little moment. Where <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure it definitely would be. As, as you said, you know, yeah. you, you started off with just a one, two, one, two, and yeah. now you're developing into more sort of exploring the sciences behind it. I'm sure your coaches wouldn't be bombarding you with new information because they'd want to maybe work a bit more towards your oh, strengths. I think they were just like, let's just throw everything at her and let's see what sticks. <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely. At the start, maybe. But I, I'd imagine now you'd but be now more But now it's kind of more focusing on, on yeah, yeah, exactly. Honing, yeah, right. So what would you say are your strengths as a fighter? Uh, oh, my God. Don't be don't be humble. Come on now. I've, um, seen, I've seen you in there. <laughs> um, what would I say is my strength? I know I've got, I know I've got a powerful punch. Mm. Good body shots. Uh, Gotta work yeah, that body, body shot is my, not going to give Taylor all your, I don't want to give away my tips, but you know, I do a <laughs> main body shot. Um, no, nah, I do find that. Yeah. Power in that. Um, I'm feeling like my jab's quite quick at the moment. Mm. Not as quick as hers though. I've seen her in training and it's just, yeah. and her reach. I'm fucked. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, probably, probably body shot. Her reach is going to be a difficult one. Yeah, I had my first sparring session with um, quite a tall girl, Kerry, um, on the weekend, and that was a rude awakening. I cried throughout that whole sparring session. I was like, I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. But I had absolutely no te- um, like tactic going into that, so it was just like, yeah, completely so thrown in the deep end. What are you thinking? And when after sparring with Kerry, are you yep. thinking? You know, Mike Tyson type style. Well, that's what everyone's saying. That's what they're like. You know, Tyson, you know, you can't use height as an excuse. You know, there were some greats that came before you. Um, I, yeah, I guess it's going to be getting in tight or just going in, boom, 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 chuck a few punches, then get out of reach, just move a bit, do some good ducks, which I'm still working on. Well, I mean, I think we could. Potentially by the end of next week and have you and Tyson painted with the same sort of brush. Oh God. We so might see we might see that in you. Yeah, well maybe you never know. <laughs> duck weave, throw the body shots. Oh, see, I just can't overhand do ducks when I actually get out there. I love the thought of it when I'm training, but when I'm actually sparring, I just forget to do it. Don't you love that? Yeah. Don't you love the way that you think about it before yep. you're sparring? You're like, and then you get out there and what was nothing. I doing yesterday? Tomorrow I'm going to go in there, I'm going to duck weave, I'm going to hit them with this combination and then we'll be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't do any of the above. Mm, yeah. That's the common problem, isn't it? Was yeah. It? <laughs> you just never can do what you pictured when you put your head down on the oh, pillow no. the night before. Um, but no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, everyone said it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. It mm. has. It's been really cool. What's Breno saying to you in terms of your tactics? <sighs> He thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. He thinks I've good. got an mongrel and he thinks, you know, you just gotta tap into that, but yep. also relax. Relax. Yeah. You that's need to tap into that inner mongrel, that's for sure. Yeah, tap into the inner mongrel, but just slow down and relax. That is my biggest thing. Because mm. I just panic. I get in there and I go like hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Um, and then I just 
I don't even read the situation. Got to breathe. Got to breathe. Make sure you breathe. Yeah. The thing that's really common is that you get like really hyped up and then you just, you lose your rhythm and you lose your ability to be able to just breathe. And you I've learned that shadow boxing actually really helps. I see always people doing it and initially I was like, why are they doing that? Like, it's just stupid. I just want to get out there and punch. Mm. But it's actually quite good to just, you know, get into your body and mm. feel it out. Yeah, exactly. And also, Am I just, sounding like a boxer? <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Looking like one as well. You've got the sweat jacket Thank on. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I didn't think I noticed that. I didn't bring my wraps up because they haven't been washed for about five days in this thing. Yeah, I do that all the yeah. time. Sometimes I just put them on. At arm's length. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get the gloves on as quick as possible. No one will smell them under oh, there. That's disgusting. Yeah. But I'm glad to see you're getting good tactics going. Yeah. It sounds like you uh, are. I've been taught, like, I know I've been taught amazing things. It's just, you know, how much is actually absorbed in here. Mm. And how did you um, sort of come across Fight Fit then? Uh, well, we knew we were going to do the fight. And then I think um, people at work who were organizing the event, they just started reaching out. Just some boxing gyms and Fight Fit was mm. one of the big ones that came up. So yeah. I think we're one of the first ones that would come up on the internet. We're yeah. pretty, pretty all over that social media it's marketing. It's a cool and family vibe here. That's what I've noticed. Mm. Initially, I was intimidated. And I was like, oh, man, I need to be more badass to fit in with a boxing crowd. But everyone's so nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> you realize that everyone's it's actually so going true. through the same thing as you. Yeah, it's so true. It's so yeah. true. I think one of the things that we have is that we don't really have pros around. Yeah, I don't right. know if you've noticed that. We don't really have professionals who are like otherwise people probably get absolutely monstering the bags and just killing it. We don't really have any of those guys. Yeah. But we've got like um, with their shirts off and all that sort of stuff. But we've, we've, <laughs> but we've yeah. got a lot of novices who come in entry level just wanting to learn how to box. So you and you know, so it's what do really you do well when you lit. guys get the professionals? Where do they go? You ship them off to a professional job. We've got a few that do uh, come in, but they'll come in normally in off. Out of hours. Yeah, right. So they'll come in with their trainers at two or one because we yeah. don't want – it's kind of so intimidating, yeah. you know, if you've got professional guys around and um, it's not really what we want. The gym's really smart. well lit with like natural lighting, yeah. elite facilities, but it's not like a not like a hardcore yeah. badass Gee, gym. That's, yeah, that's a good point because that's the thing about gyms. That's the number one thing I reckon why people don't go mm. is because of the intimidation factor and people just being so much better than you. Yeah. So how did you get into um, uh, Kiss FM then? So um, I'm Kiwi. Don't know if you can tell by my accent. I but kind of got that. <laughs> <laughs> so I did radio back in New Zealand for seven years. Um, and I started out on a night show over there, which sort of broadcast around the country. And then I did a bit of daytime, day show stuff. So it's kind of just between the music, quite like small breaks, nothing too big. And then I went on to the drive show the afternoon one, um, with my current host, Jax. So we did a drive show for three years in New Zealand. And then he's an oh, Aussie. Oh, so you guys were like mm. back in New Zealand as well, yeah, radio yeah, yeah. partners. Yeah, so we started out Is that what you call each there. other, radio partners? Or yeah. you're like your colleague? Work husband. It's pretty much my work <laughs> husband. <laughs> nice. Um, but, yeah, so we did that. He's an Australian and he sort of had a couple of links over here. And so that's when they were like, hey, how about – you come and do Melbourne mm. breakfast, which was pretty surreal. Um, but, yeah, so we moved over at the end of 2017. And it's been really successful. Oh, successful is a strong word. But, um, <laughs> no, we've had a – like, it's been a really big challenge, but we've just sort of dived in and given it everything. Well, you guys are really well known around the – I mean, it's a big radio station. Yeah. That, but I'd say it's gone from a couple of Kiwis – 
<laughs> jumping ship over. Yeah, it's no, going pretty well. I think we're pretty happy with how it's turned out. Like we're definitely getting a lot of interaction and, um, you know, people engaging with the show. So mm. What's it like getting up at 4 a.m. every Horrible. day? Horrible. Yeah. How do you how do you switch your brain on? Because you have to be switched on once you once you obviously so start the station. I only properly I like I properly learned how to meditate a couple of months ago, and I did um, a course which was like three days, um, and it's called Transcendental Meditation. And um, basically, you do that twenty minutes twice a day. And I was always like, that seems way too much time. What's your like, mantra? Yeah, no, I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, you can't tell, of course, you can't. Yeah, no, it's transcendental. It's, yeah, I can't tell you. Mm. But um, you're given a mantra or mantra. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the idea is you just come back to it for about 20 minutes. So I've told myself I have to get up 20 minutes earlier in the morning. And you I actually do. Feel, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I find that it actually refreshes me more and it gives me more energy. So getting up a little bit earlier, although sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to sleep in. Try mm. my hardest to do that and then I'll do it in the afternoon. So you'll do your meditation in the morning when you wake yeah, up? Yeah, before the show, yep. Oh, okay. I didn't always do that. And I was still okay. Like, coffee will get me going or whatever. But. Sweet. It's just a good way to start the day. See, I've been I've been really wanting to get into meditation mm. for a long time. So, how did you sort of go from not meditating to to meditating and well, making a ritual I, of it? Yeah, so I had a friend who really highly recommended seeing this girl, and then I learned, and then I was like, oh, "This is going to be hard to make a habit." But I think over the three days where I learned, I just really liked how it made me feel, and mm. I was like instantly in. I was like, "Okay, cool." And I realized that 20 minutes is actually not that much. Like you waste 20 minutes so easy just scrolling on your phone. So it's just actively setting the time to put it in because you know it's going to help you. And like it's not always going to be great, but in the long term, it's going to be better. It's going to be suck at the start, I'd imagine. Um, not I suck, loved it at the beginning. I hit this quite euphoric high. Um, and I, I think that happens often at the beginning of meditation. When you first start, you're like, oh, yeah. Really? Oh my god, the universe is all like making sense and everything. And I was like, I Whoa. am one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm one with everything. And what you put out is what you get back. And songs resonate with you. And then about a month passed, and I was like, I think you sort of hit a plateau. But the idea is you kind of go through different waves. And that's okay. You just got to keep going, keep going at it. Interesting. Mm, so that sort of helped me, I think, particularly with all this training as well. Or else mm. I'd burn out. Because you do go a bit crazy getting up at that time. And you're not getting enough sleep every night. Yeah, I used to work in a in a um in a winery in Margaret River yeah. in Western Australia. Yeah. And uh Bassa Felix, really, really nice winery. But when I finished school, I was eighteen and my friends and I were just like, let's go and yeah. go on a little adventure. So we went and worked on this winery. Little did we know that we started at like 3 30, 4 a.m. every single day. Oh, stomping grapes. Yeah, yeah. Well, really? because over in WA it's like um forty degrees. So you're doing it before it gets so hot. So before yeah. twelve before 12 o'clock, you have to be done mm. or else, you know, you're just working in like this um, like amazingly hot yeah. weather, which we had to do a few times. So what time do you finish up? Well, normally 12. So oh, we normally okay. start about 4, get done by 12. So you get all the afternoon off. Yeah, but we were living in a hostel. so uh, You wouldn't be able to get to sleep before what? My day. You know, these, all these, we had like to share our room with these crazy poems and people were all drinking. I don't know how, I think it was because I was 18. I had the youth yeah, behind me. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not an old man, but back then, <laughs> yeah, back yeah, then yeah. I was 18. I had the youth behind me and I was able to just do it every day. But you do, you feel like when you're getting up that early and you're not getting sufficient sleep, you feel jet lagged. Mm, yeah, Like it's totally. a jet lag feeling. So but, uh, meditation really did help to kind of, you know, combat that a little bit. Mm, I should start that, I reckon, because... I, it's really embarrassing. Every time I have a few wines, I just preach to people about how amazing meditation is. 
Yeah, well, my everyone phone. does who, who yeah. does actually start doing it. Yeah. But I'm here saying, no, oh, I'm too busy. No, but you're not still. too busy. You're not too busy. I know. That's so an I'm illusion. making an excuse. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm making an <laughs> 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 like, I'm telling myself I can't sit still and all this sort of stuff. But No, you can. But this, it, this technique is really good for busy-minded people. That's what really drew me to it mm. because at the end of the day, you just go back to that. And it's okay if your mind keeps thinking. You just go back. To the mantra. Okay, so your mantra is the way that you sort of ground yourself. Correct. Or come back to centre. Yep. But what happens when you're getting, like, infiltrated with, like, oh, I've got to do this today, got to That's do okay, this today. It's okay, though. That's all right. You, there's nothing wrong with that. You just – the idea is whenever you realise, whenever you become aware of that, then you just – I'm not a meditation teacher here. I should really get my meditation teacher to teach you. But, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – yeah, the idea is you just keep returning to it. Yeah, that's awesome. You found that's actually really helped you. Yep. Yeah, that's Big time. awesome. And uh, so next week you're fighting Taylor and uh, <sighs> you've got your tactics sorted out. I don't know. You've got know. your med- meditation sorted out. Yeah. You've got to be up at 4 a.m. The, night, the day before the fight? Yeah, the day of, yeah. And what time's the fight at? Um, 7.30, I and think. And you've been training night times? I've so been your training. Be used to yeah, that's a good point, actually. I've been training alternatively, um, like midday to around two ish, and then other times like five to seven. Mm. So, we, when I do the Fight Fit Challenge, we train at seven o'clock at night Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because you know that you know, your fight's that's when gonna your fight's going to be. So, your body gets to it. Oh, later that's at interesting. Night. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> So do you you don't work weekends, do you? No, not usually. Sometimes we'll we might have events or something like that, but normally it's just Monday to Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's on a it's on a Friday night, yeah. Thursday fight. night. Thursday night. Yeah. Shit. I know. Yeah, and you have to be up at four a.m. the next day. Yeah. What if you get concussed? I know. I know. I'm not going to get concussed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get what concussed. What if Taylor gets concussed? Exactly. No. Good call. Yeah. Um, I still need to work out if I'm wearing headgear. I think I'm going to wear headgear. Is it a professional rules fight? Don't know. Well, if it's an exhibition, I'm not sure if they do professional. In the fight for challenge, we don't wear headgear. I want to wear headgear. You want to? Yeah. Have you been wearing headgear? Yeah. I sweat a lot. Yeah? I've got a pimple on my head and I think that's (laughs) a result of all the sweating. (laughs) Does, um, so you wear headgear. Have you, have you tried not wearing headgear? Yeah. Like for some of the drills and maybe light sparring. Hmm. Well, I, I never wear headgear. Really? I find that maybe it's because something's wrong with my head, but I like always find that it just gets in my eyes. And yeah, I've had to Breno, Breno, is that what you call? The man. He vast up my nose. Yeah. It's become a bit of a special ritual. Vast up. Yeah, put Why Vaseline on my nose, so then the sweat doesn't go on your eyes. Oh. So vast is around there. He's never done that for me. I've Hasn't he? Yeah, we, I think we've it's <laughs> He, I must he's be taken special. me for sparring so many times. Really? <laughs> You've never I got the best enough. Yeah, maybe, maybe I not. Hard <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, you're feeling good. The cause is a good one. It it's is a good that cause. You really get yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, if, like, look, I might look like an idiot on the night. I might be out in a few punches, but at mm. least we've, you know, started a conversation or at least continued a conversation that's pretty important. What really draws you to it? Um, I just think it's pretty terrifying. Like, you think back at school when people were going through bullying, but I just think now it's so much easier for children and adults to taunt someone or send nasty messages without them actually having to be held accountable. And, you know, like, you can just send it and not realise the effect it has on someone. Mm. And really, it's ruining these people's lives. So I think it's just building awareness around that, working out, like, strategies on how you can actually stop it. How do you stop that at schools? Like... 
the things people are sending at such a young age and whether it's blackmailing with photos and stuff like that, it's it's quite terrifying. I think I think education would be yeah. probably the the only way that I can really think of mm. to really combat Because it's that. not like you can say ban your phone because that unfortunately is the world we're living in. But mm. And people can be whoever they want to be online Exactly, as well. exactly. And then this was sort of exemplified by the Taylor Harris situation. Yeah, and we just saw that as a natural tie-in and we were like, okay, cool, mm. let's make this a thing. Yeah, yeah, because mm. as I said, people can be whoever they want to be and yep. that's kind of scary that, well, we that had an example. In, in a person maybe they wouldn't be, but go forth. Go. Well, no, we had a pretty crazy story about how I think it was an 11 or 12-year-old girl and she was getting messages from who she thought was a 24-year-old guy um, and, like, sending her photos of places where it was like he was stalking it, right, and, like, she's getting all this creepy stuff and it turns out that the guy was actually an 11 or 12-year-old student from school, one of the girls, and, like, why, where does that um, maliciousness come from? So, like, so the the girl thought that she, she was messaging a, a guy, who a twenty four year old guy, and she was freaking out, sending, getting oh, sent all these so creepy she wasn't, pictures. She wasn't conversing with him. No, it was all over message. He was okay. who he, she thought was a he, and it was an eleven twelve year old student. Oh wow! So it's like it's not just messages like "you suck." It's like people are actually getting properly taunted. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just raising awareness around it. Opening the conversation, letting people share their stories, and and how and much stuff of a, like that. an effect? Because you said you met Taylor a few times. Yeah. How much of an effect do you think that had on her? And uh, I think you know, I think she has realised that it's given her the platform to actually um, do positive from it. And I think, um, yeah, like I'd say she learned a lot through that situation. But um, yeah, she's aligned with some pretty cool charities around it and I think she just wants to spread a good word and mm. cut I can, out I, the... I can imagine... Look, I can't I can't imagine because well, I wasn't in her position but, you know, to, to be sort of targeted in that way mm. and to to be... Um, it's kind of... It would make you feel a bit gross, I'd imagine. Yeah, be, 100%. Yeah, like I can't imagine like how, how that would feel for but her. But she's, she's one of many, you know? It's yeah. To, you know, so it was cool that she actually... Was like nah, mm. it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, totally. But yeah, I'd say she's she's grown as a person from mm. it. I'm speaking on behalf of her. Yeah. And so besides, of course, the uh, the fuck podcast. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How else are you guys spreading the good word uh, about about the fight? Uh, about the fight. Well, obviously, um, Kiss FM is generating well. content on the radio every morning, mm. and um, we, uh, my dear co-host, as he is my unofficial manager, he hired a shitty um, old like van and stuck all these posters on it and we drove around Richmond and it literally had all these tacky posters. Pretty old school. And it had a little megaphone news like, fight night, fight night, get your ticket. <laughs> Mortifying. If you want to see the video, cheeky plug, you can check it out on the Jason BJ Facebook page. But, um, yeah, we're just we're having fun around it, you know. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. That's good. And do you think that you'll – Continue on with boxing and maybe do a few more fights. Maybe go, go pro, go for a world title. Oh yeah, totally. Um, Tyson, watch out. No UFC. Uh, <laughs> See, that's a whole different can of worms. <laughs> they don't even have protective gear, do they? No, they've got they've got four ounce gloves, which is which is minimal. Tiny, minimal. They can elbow each other with. Yeah, I'm on sixteen. Um, so I love boxing for fitness. I love the release that I get from it. So, and I also love the people here. So. I'd love to, in some capacity, definitely continue it. Whether I'll 
do it to the sparring weekly level. Mm. I don't know if I can commit to that yet. Because <laughs> it's been pretty full on, but I really, I don't know. We'll see how we go. Maybe you could do a fight fit challenge eventually. Maybe. Maybe. They say you catch the bug. I certainly still am hanging around here like a bad smell after my fight. How did you challenge. go after your fight? Good, good. I managed to stop it, stop it in the second round, so I got the win. Did you? In front of about 40 of my mates. Did so you? did not want to get bashed in front of my mates. They say the adrenaline's crazy. It is. It is. I kind of just like... Do you prefer to actually sparring? The fighting? Oh, God. That's a tough question. Because sparring is... Like, I get so nervous before sparring. Like, um, And then, obviously, before the night, you get like 10 times more nervous. Yeah. I think you got a bit of a screw loose if you don't. But to say I prefer it, the adrenaline rush was just like I've never felt so alive in my yeah. life. Yeah. But in terms of enjoying it, <laughs> it was a very nerve-wracking experience. But then when I got out but there... But when you're doing it... When I got out... So 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 beforehand, I tried to stay real chill. Right? Yeah. I was throughout the day, I was like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have the fight, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. That's me already and it's a week out. Yeah, yeah, but then I... Towards the start of the fight, just be- the, the fight before mine, yeah. I was out in the back room and then Breno, who was my coach, yeah. comes up to me and he grabs me by both hands and he goes, mate, you're up next. And I'm like, oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah, right. And he goes, put your fucking gloves on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I put the gloves on. Yeah. I started hitting the pads and I'm like, I just don't want to hit the pads right yeah. now. I've hit enough pads over the last eight yeah. weeks. Just get me out there. Did you say pads or bags or was someone pads. holding pads? Breno was holding oh, pads. Oh, was it? I'm sweating bullets and then Adam, my other coach, comes Oh, my God, you're in. actually making me nervous talking about this. I'm about to get to the good part. Okay. And then Adam, my other coach, comes up to me and he puts a cold towel on my back and just sort of made me feel a little bit cooler and then we, we're about to walk out. The other guy walks out. I'm kind of like watching him walk out and then I've got to walk out. My son comes on, Buffalo Soldier by oh, Bob Marley. Love it. Tune. <laughs> and then it's a chiller. It's a tune. And then I start walking out and I just put my head down. If I could give any advice. Look up. Enjoy the walk out. Yeah. Seriously enjoy it because everyone's sort of watching oh you. Oh, my God. I playing. feel nervous. How many people were watching us? 2,000, I'd say. Oh. It was at Melbourne Pavilion, packed out. Yeah. Is that through Fight Fair? Oh, 1,500, yeah. Was it through? And so what, how do you get all the people there? Everyone invites people. Really? It's like the, one of the best nights you could go to. So um, every, I got, everyone's got mates coming and then people just buy tickets. People See, we've only got gym. like 200 people rocking up. Yeah. It's a small one, but we're going to be live streaming on Facebook. Well, that's all right. 200 people is not, not, not too big a crowd. I had 1,500 at least watching me. So do you have people going, ooh, ah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, completely. And when I, when I came out, I had all my mates in like the row above in the first floor. Um, in like a balcony watching so was over good? us and they were all screaming out and I kind of looked up I was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was cool um and yeah got out there and then once the bell went I was like just clicked into gear oh my god this is what's been happening something happened I don't know something happens when you get out there and you're maybe you and Taylor will end up just bloody bruised and just <laughs> <laughs> I thought this podcast was to make me feel better. <laughs> nah. I'm sorry. Nah, it's oh look. Maybe you'll get day. a little maybe you'll get a little competitive just burst when I you get out I do have little psycho bursts. It's funny. Boxing has definitely introduced me to the mongrel alter ego that I've got in there and I'm like, where did you come from? Who's this? 
And like the noises that I make is so embarrassing. I saw this story yesterday. Well, it's really I embarrassing the, I, saw, noises. I saw this five-bit story yesterday. Oh, that's nothing. Really? Like it's, I don't even know where they come from. <laughs> and they're all pitch and tone and yeah. That's funny. They change. Yeah. So you've got the mumbling. That's good though. Somewhere I just need to tap into it. Mm. But also sometimes I've still got the, I'm so sorry whenever I hit someone. I'm don't so sorry. Yeah. Are you okay? I hate it when people apologize. It's really? like you just punch me in the face. Don't apologize. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah you're not a nice that's person. That's what we're here to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to punch you now. Uh, <laughs> Unapologetic. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you'll give them <sighs> a punch and then they'll come back and I'm like, why mm. would you do that? Yeah, I thought we were friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bell goes and then you're just like, oh, no, we're friends again. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> so... <sighs> I'm pumped oh. for you. I'm pumped for Taylor, for both of you. Do you have any movies that I need to watch? Because this is my final weekend before the fight. I would say Rocky, but I've never seen it. I, I haven't seen any like boxing films. Mm. Apparently Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal. Great eye candy. Have I seen that? Oh, you like your Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and Tom Hardy cool. apparently is in it as well. Southpaw. Is Tom Hardy in it? He's apparently in, he's Tom in... Hardy and Jake Gyllenhaal are in it. Which one am I? Maybe I'm thinking of a different one because Warrior is Tom Hardy. Uh... I'm not sure about Jake Gyllenhaal. But Warrior um, definitely – Warrior is a good one. That's is about it? UFC. Is it? But what do I do? Tell about I the watch. UFC. UFC. Uh, tell you what you should watch. What? So there's a documentary called A Melbourne Story and it's about a guy called Barry Michael and yeah. Lester Ellis and they're a really famous uh, Australian boxers. Barry Michael was on, was on the podcast. He'll be released in a few weeks actually and um, his podcast will be released. He's not you know, being released from anywhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so – I watched that the other day and yeah. it's about these guys who used to train together. It's a documentary. Mm. And then one of them wins a world title and he's young, wins the world title. And the other guy was his mentor. He's about 10 years older and they used to train together. And the older guy comes back and goes, I want to challenge you for your world title. What? The older guy who, who's Barry Michael, he's 30 and Lester Ellis is 20 on top of the world. And then anyway, it's not going to give away the ending, but they end up fighting. <laughs> Awesome fight. Obviously, the, the older guy wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it away for everyone. Maybe no one else figured that out. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a really good one. Okay. And it's just a really cool fight. It's one of the Australian No, I need, I need some inspiration because yeah. I am like the underdog times 100. That really got me up and about. That Did one. that? Mm, made me want to get in and spar. A Melbourne story. A Melbourne story. Okay. Yeah, just got, it's on YouTube. Barry oh, Michael, okay, cool. Lester Ellis. For anybody else on here, you should definitely go watch that because it's a great old documentary. Yeah, a bit of a. Um, Boxing Inspire. My other one that inspires me, it's another documentary. I'm a documentary guy, as you yeah. may be able to tell, um, is John Wayne Parr's Bread with Venom. John Wayne Parr's another Aussie Muay Thai fighter and he yeah. went and lived in Thailand as a as I need a, a boxing thing so I can actually relate to the, the hooks I'd and the jabs. Maybe this might, you might be related to it because it's just fighting in yeah. general. There okay. is fists and stuff. And John Wayne Parr's great like that. The first one was boxing the way. Yeah, yeah. And this one, but this one he goes and lives in Thailand and then he wins 10 world championships and just how humble he is and fighting spirit, bread with venom. Awesome. Okay. But yeah, can't really recommend any other movies to be okay, honest. Okay, no, that's good. Maybe Warrior. Oh, Ali? <laughs> Will Smith? There's another good one. Yeah. Muhammad Ali documentary. Yeah. When, when, uh, when we yeah. were kings. Or bet- maybe I should watch Tyson because we're the same height. Yeah. Actually, how tall was Tyson? <laughs> You're not the same I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, no, was he good. shorter than me? No, of course he's not short. Oh. He was a heavyweight. He's like, he's like wasn't he short foot. though? Oh, because he was going against really tall guys. Yeah, he was going against. Oh my god, monsters. I've been thinking Tyson and I are the same height. No. I was like, I've got this in the bag. <laughs> no, not even close. Mike Tyson. No, I'm Shit. sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, Mike Tyson would be at least six foot. He used to fight monster heavyweights. 
Yeah, he'd definitely be at least six foot. He's a big man. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he just looks small because he's so, like, stocky. And compared to the others. Yeah. So. Maybe, maybe watch Muhammad Ali and uh, uh, when, we were, when we were kings. How tall was Ali? He'd be six foot three, six foot yeah, four. Right. He was a big heavyweight. Mo- mobile, though, for a heavyweight. Mo- not your style. <laughs> I'm sure you're mobile. But, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Where can we find you? Where can we find all the content? Yeah. Um, well, on Facebook, Jason PJ. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram as well. And um, you'll find a lot of stuff there. I'm personally um, PJDJ is my Instagram. It's PJDEEJAY. PJDJ. Yep. Get around it. <laughs> um, Thursday night is going to be the fight. Thursday, uh-huh. It's going to be the Thursday the... 5th. Thursday the 5th yep. of September. I've still got some brain cells. <laughs> they might have we go on after the fight, though. <laughs> awesome. Anyways, thank you so much for getting in, doing the podcast with us. Thank you for having good me. Good luck with everything. Thank good you. luck to you. Good luck to Taylor. Good luck to the event. Hope it all goes well and for an awesome cause. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers. See you guys. Bye. Bye.